Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's draft eve. We stamp in our final opinions on the Minnesota Football Party's mailbag show. Coming up next. Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. It's your guys hanging out talking next level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings Insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. It's another mailbag edition on the Minnesota Football Party. Happy Wednesday. I'm Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, covering the Vikings here at Locked On Sports Minnesota. Joined, as always, on a Wednesday morning by Reggie Wilson, CARE 11 Sports Director and Anchor. He's on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV. And we'll see if he gloats about the Lakers' 3-1 lead in that series before the yes. show is over. Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. Draft guru here at Locked On Sports Minnesota. He writes, he authors the NFL Draft Buzz newsletter. Sign up now before it's too late. Get the last edition of the pre-draft analysis on the NFL Draft Buzz newsletter. LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters to subscribe for free draft intel into your inbox. That's my new catchphrase, Luke. You like it? I love it. Put that on a bumper sticker. Beautiful. On today's show, we've got the, the, the hot questions coming in that everybody you're talking about. Uh, Bijan, is he going to fall in the Vikings' lap and should they take him? Anthony Richardson, is he going to fall in the Vikings' lap? Or should the Vikings trade up and, uh, and not even wait for anybody to fall? Plus, are any vets going to be on the move or perhaps on the move to Minnesota before the weekend is over? All of that. Coming up on today's show, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. They've got myriad juicy draft props. Hundreds of ways to wager on the draft. You can check that out. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Where to begin today, gentlemen? Um, there's so many rumors. We've been talking about them all week on the Minnesota Football Party. They're a little bit out of control. Vikings trading up to two, Anthony Richardson falling all the way to Minnesota. Meanwhile, C.J. Stroud is suddenly radioactive. He's not going to go anymore in the top couple picks. It's crazy. No one knows what to believe. Um, but but let's start with this, and I think it's a great question from Skolaholics. What would upset the majority of the Vikings fan base more? And remember, the Vikings fan base is the most upset of any fan base on Twitter. We've learned this. Trade up to the top five for a QB or take a falling Bijan Robinson at number 23. Um, Luke Inman, let's go to you first. Trade up or take a falling Bijan, which enrages the Vikings fan base more. I don't think it should enrage him if they trade up. I'm all for trading up into the top five for a quarterback, just as long as you go get the right guy. And I said this yesterday, there's only one guy for me and my money that's worth the cost that it would take to get all the way up there, and that's Florida's Anthony Richardson, because his ceiling is not only the highest among all these quarterbacks, 
it's the highest ceiling for any quarterback we've seen coming out in the last four, five, six years. So it's even higher than a guy like Josh Allen. He's just that special of a talent. And the bigger thing with Richardson, real quick, I don't think a lot of people realize he's not nearly as far away as people want to make him out to be. He's not this monster project that's ultra raw that's going to take three years before you finally see him doing the things that you hoped he did on the field. He just doesn't have a ton of experience. He's thrown less than 1,000 passes in college. He played a little bit in 2021, and then he started a full season last year in 2022. So his biggest two problems are experience and accuracy, and experience just comes with time. The accuracy part, when I watch him on tape, I, I think it's all correctable, guys, because when you watch Florida's offense, there's not a ton of quick bubble screens or quick passes to fluff up those numbers. It's a lot of deep shots down the field to guys on that Florida receiving crew that just, to be honest, weren't very good. And some of his passes were way off the mark, I'll admit. But you get him in an offense with a guy like Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. And you let KOC work behind the scenes with you know some of his mechanics, the footwork issues. All of a sudden, you got a rare special blue chip elite talent at the most important position in sports. That's the guy you move up for if you're giving up this King's Ransom because – the picks really don't matter at the end of the day if you hit on the guy. When you look back in three, four years and people are saying he and maybe Will Levis could slip now, I, I, to be honest, I don't really see that. The position's just in too high of demand right now when you look across the landscape of the league. But, you know, if you're going to move up for a guy, I think it's got to be Anthony Richardson. By the way, it's never happened before. No team from the 20s, picking in the 20s, has gotten all the way up to the top five. I know in 2006... Falcons went from 27 to 6 with the Browns. And in 2017, Chiefs went from 27 to 10 with the Bills. That's when they got Patrick Mahomes. But no one's ever gotten into the top five. So is it unlikely? Most definitely. Should fans be mad about it if it happened? Not if they go get their guy. And again, that guy, I think, is Anthony Richardson. As far as Bijan at 23, look, you got to remember, this guy's one of the top three players in the entire draft. He is just so special on that Saquon Barkley level. He's far more than just a running back. He's a dynamic receiver. In fact, his PFF receiving grade is right on par with Jamar Gibbs from Alabama, who everyone loves because he fits this you know, pass-happy league. I can use him on third down. I can spread him out wide, put him in the slot, whatever it may be. And from a value perspective, I don't love taking a running back, obviously, like everybody else in the first round, because this class, again, is just loaded with so many great running backs. But just from a point of adding the best talent to your offense – this guy would help you put up a lot of more points the next five years. And I say five years because you pay him peanuts for four or five years and then you can dump them and you can start all over at the running back position like everybody else does. But for those four or five seasons, you're getting a special, unique playmaker to pair with Justin Jefferson. And I think that's the whole name of the game right now. How can we maximize Justin Jefferson and try to limit all the double and triple coverage that he's going to face over these next few seasons? So, I don't think either one is a terrible option because I think both players are such unique, special blue chip talents. I do think there's a debate to be had here because the reason people would be enraged, right, is that if you do move up historically to a top five pick, give up a king's ransom, and then not really find out if you've changed your franchise for the better for a couple of years, you have to wait to really find out what you have in Richardson. I think people would would probably 
be a little perturbed by that to say that, okay, we're this kind of in this competitive rebuild and yet we've given up all these assets. On the other hand, you don't give up assets to take a falling Bijan and you likely enhance your offense this year. You see the immediate returns if you take Bijan Robinson, albeit at a less valuable position. Reggie, where do you stand on that? So, look, fans are going to have to just... <laughs> what do you want, okay? Like, look, you can't be mad. I see all these people banging the table for a quarterback. But look, they got Kirk Cousins, so that quarterback is not going to play. And if you're taking a guy like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or whoever that person is not going to be ready right away to just plug and play anyway. So why, why you mad, bro? Why you mad? Um, I think if the Vikings continue forth on the path that they have kind of already established, the Bijan Robinson pick makes sense, but also even with Bijan being able to fall there, if that does indeed happen, the Vikings will just trade back again. <laughs> the Vikings will just trade back again and uh and try to get some of those picks. So here's the here's the thing. And Sam, you you kind of went where I was gonna go with it. You you trade up and you get a quarterback. So now you've given up current assets and future assets for someone who's not going to immediately affect you. Does that say that you are just good with the roster that you have at this point, that you're just going to roll with whoever? You know, do you waste waste another year of prime elite Justin Jefferson to just see how far you can take this thing? Because there's no second rounder. Like the first rounder this year was their big shot to actually get an impact player who could – get on the field and produce for you this year. You know, didn't work out too well last year for Lewis Seen. He's on the mend on the comeback. Looks like he's going to be ready to go. But if they once again have a first-round pick and they are not able to utilize that player on the field this year, the whole, like, competitive rebuild thing, it just kind of it, it kind of feels hollow. Because yeah. it's like, well, that that's indicative of actually a, a, a real rebuild. And now you're just kind of standing pat. Maybe you, after the draft, you look at, okay, what free agents are out there? Maybe some younger guys that we could take a chance on that could positively affect this team. But that's a tough gamble. I think if you're going to be – I think the whole, like, flip-floppy, like, are you all in? Or are you all out on a rebuild? I think is is the toughest part of this thing because if you trade up for a quarterback, that will signify that, okay, you're all in on the future. But then what about the present? Do you just mm -hmm. you stand pat and, and you're like, okay, cool, we'll we'll just take our chances. You know, we got third, fourth, fifth round picks or whatever. We'll try to improve the team with that. And look. It's kind of worked for the Rams. The Rams have said, you know, F them picks for, for years for their first-round picks, and they've been able to, you know, kind of find some guys that they can plug and play in that fourth and fifth-round range. Like, there are some valuable players who can get in there, learn under this coaching staff, and maybe make an impact in that first year. But, like, those are not guys that you are 
supposed to be relying on, you know? So this is, this whole thing is interesting because one way or another, you're signifying what path you are charting, but I think you gotta have to put your foot in the sand. Like it's why a lot of people were just like, look, man, I don't know how a competitive rebuild works. Either you're being competitive or you're rebuilding. You can't do both. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. to this point, it's it seemed like up until this free agency period, everything they did was competitive, right? Like they they didn't really cut anybody loose last year. They made the trade for Hawkinson. It was all competitive. And then they let loose some veterans. They they let loose Kendricks and Thielen and um, uh, Peterson. They let walk, obviously. So it was like, okay, first we're going to be competitive. Then we're going to rebuild. Uh, we're not going to extend Kirk Cousins. Like all their moves this offseason have been a little bit more of the rebuild type. And you look at their draft allotment. Luke, we talked about this yesterday. They've got five picks. The rest of the NFC North, on average, has 10 each. Um, so the Vikings are just falling behind a little bit in this arms race. And if they don't add bodies, um, it's going to be tough for them to to groom cheap talent over the next few years, which I think they need to do. Although, on the other hand, if you get a cheap quarterback at that, at, even if it's at great expense, that still is an, you know a franchise altering, a salary cap altering move. So I can see the benefits on both sides, Luke Edman. And then the, the question is, are you willing to play Russian roulette next year? And Norm wants to know about this. Are you willing to play Russian roulette that you can get a quarterback in 2024 if you don't get one this year? That's the big question. Well, right now there's a little bit of you know flexibility right now that you don't have to take a quarterback. I think a lot of people think they should get a guy in there now, let him sit behind Kirk Cousins. What a luxury that is for any young quarterback coming in, trying to learn the nuances of the NFL and pick up the speed, the playbook, the scheme, all those things. A lot of different variables come into play. Next year, your back's against the wall. As soon as Kirk Cousins walks out the door, you owe that guy $28 million in dead money not to play for you. I don't think they have an option. I don't think they can afford a, let's just say, a, a middling veteran like a Jared Goff or, or the deals we saw Derek Carr get signed for this year and still be somewhat competitive next year. So either way, you have to do it. Why force the issue next year and, and get cute? Because if you end up winning even seven, eight, nine games next year, you're going to be picking late teens, early 20s once again, and no quarterback. You see it every year. No quarterback worth a first-round price is going to drop outside the top 10. I mean, it just doesn't happen. The quarterbacks are overvalued, and teams push these guys up the board because it is such an important position. So Russian roulette, not necessarily something I, I think Quasey wants to play, and I think you guys both brought up a great point. I just want to echo. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. You wonder about what the mindset is. What's what's Quasey's blueprint? You love to be a fly on the wall because it's such a drastic change from last year's competitive rebuild to what we saw this year getting rid of four or five big key core veteran names, guys that were just a, a part of the core nucleus of the team for so long. What's the game plan when you look at the rest of the division getting so young, having so many draft picks, not just this year. Packers, for example, between last year, this year, and next year now with these extra Aaron Rodgers uh, draft picks, they'll have nine top 50 picks in three years. Lions, they got multiple extra picks, four picks in the top 60 this year. The point is this division is getting young. They're going cheap at quarterback for the most part. And the Vikings, I think they need to have a serious discussion about doing the same sooner rather than later. 
This show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. After this, we're going to get into a couple more um, draft questions, by the way, including veterans that could be moved or added during the draft weekend. But this show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, and NFL draft props. I'm looking at it right now. Position of Minnesota Vikings first drafted player. Wide receiver is favored at plus 175. Then cornerback at plus 200. Defensive line, sneaky need at plus 400. And then quarterback, that's where my money is, at plus 500 for the Vikings to take quarterback first. And then a huge drop off to linebacker and O-line. You can find that wagering option and hundreds more at FanDuel. The easy, secure FanDuel Sportsbook app. New customers get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you can also put it on uh, same-game parlay. Stack bets up within the same game, chance at a big payout, or a same-game parlay. Plus, if you add a different game into that mix, fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more at FanDuel. Uh, Luke, in your NFL Draft Buzz newsletter, you wrote, and I believe this drops later today, the latest edition, you wrote about veterans that could be dealt. Veterans that could be on the move during draft weekend. Do you think the Vikings could be shipping any off or adding any um, in particular? I know that some of them have high price tags, might not be realistic, but what do you make of the, the veteran trade situation here for the next few days? I think Dalvin's the A topic here. Once we kind of deep dive into this discussion, the closer we get to draft weekend here, less than 24 hours away, the more unlikely I think you're going to get anything for Dalvin Cook. I, I just, that's what my gut says just looking at this draft class. Even though if you were to just ask for a fourth or fifth rounder, let's just say, just for example, the running backs you're picking on day three, yes, they don't come close to the special, unique, game-changing talent that Dalvin Cook is going to offer, but I think teams don't want to pay him the big money is the problem. So it's almost got to be a team in a Super Bowl window or, you know, playoff aspirations who needs that last little boost on offense in the running game that can justify taking on such a big contract, I think. Otherwise, we're just going to end up seeing a, you know, post-June 1st cut, in my opinion, and they'll take the money when and wherever they can get it. Um, the other two big names that gets floated around, I know Daniil Hunter. I wouldn't touch Daniil Hunter. I think he's too good when healthy. And I think Brian Flores just needs some versatile toys to play with if anyone expects this defense to be halfway respectable next year. And Zadarius, you know, I guess I don't know what those talks have looked like behind the scenes exactly. I'm not sure exactly how disgruntled this guy is. I know I'd love to have him back because he's still a phenomenal pass rusher when healthy. And I also don't think you're getting more than a third, fourth rounder when it's all said and done for a guy like Zedarius mm -hmm. Smith at this point in his career, coming off some injuries, again, with the big price tag, which just that just isn't enough to wet my whistle, given, again, how bad the defense was last season and how much they could use him. So those are the three big names, I think, that people kind of discuss. And at the end of the day, as much chatter as there has been, I don't think any of these guys end up getting actually moved on draft weekend. Yeah, Reggie, here are the guys that Luke wrote about in his newsletter. Do any of them uh, pique your interest? So he wrote about uh, Dalvin Cook maybe being moved. Um, Devin White, 
Buccaneers linebacker DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver, Arizona, who might be rebuilding. Trey Lance, quarterback. He's been in Vikings rumors. And Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle from the Bengals. Uh, anybody there kind of pique your interest? Well, we did wake up to this report from ESPN talking about um, Dalvin Cook possibly being a trade target to the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. So that would be interesting. They got Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Obviously, adding Dalvin Cook is much more of a top flight running back than those two guys. But those two guys are very productive. And that would just continue to make that team just pretty dangerous. And it'd be ridiculous in that AFC East now that the Jets have added Aaron Rodgers. And so I think that's it's so interesting because there there needs to be some more moves made just for them to be able to sign their draft mm -hmm. class and any other back end roster moves that they might want to make. And there's so many I can't recall since I've been here so many players that are just like up in the air with what is going to happen uh, to them. Um, it's so interesting, Luke, you you mentioned Jonah Williams. I've been in Cincinnati, covered Jonah for a couple years, and, you know, he's kind of blossomed into a, 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 a solid left tackle. But the problem is he is injury prone, mm -hmm. and he's battling an injury right now. And it's telling that the Bengals went out and – got Orlando Brown they're just like you know we're just gonna we're just gonna do that they got Lyle Collins he's on he's on injury reserve as well and they were talking about putting Jonah to the right side Jonah's like I don't want to play right tackle I, I want to be traded I just don't know what the numbers or what you know compensation would even look like for him so that that's a very interesting thing like he is solid when he's healthy but he gets injured quite a lot Mm -hmm. And look, I know the Vikings kind of kind of uh, revolutionized injuries this year with, you know, Dalvin stayed healthy for a full season. And, you know, they they talk so much about the sports science staff, even gave us a peek in to talk to him, uh, Tyler, on that that sports science staff, just like how he's keeping these guys available. You know, I feel like. Uh, last year, Zadarius was hobbling around, but every game day he was ready to go. And so it, it, maybe things could change, but I just don't even know what the compensation looks like. I, I don't even know what type of, you know, you talk about five picks this year. I don't even know what the Vikings have to even give up for a guy like that either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, good point. I wrote about, you know, he's still on that rookie contract. Remember, top 10 pick, like you said, Reggie. I mean, you've seen him up close and personal. When he's on the field, when healthy, he's solid, man. And he doesn't want to switch over to the right side. He's a true left tackle. So I think that fits him not only on the field, just his skill set, but he also wants to be paid like a left tackle when that day comes as well. Um, I put down a third round projection for him. Maybe it was a fourth, I think, but somewhere in that range, I think he's well worth it for some team. I just don't think tackle. I mean, certainly, sure. I mean, if you're just giving him away, yeah, why not? Great to have that depth. But I don't think the Vikings, to your point, have the draft ammo to really go get a guy like that. I just want to touch on, you mentioned Dalvin to possibly Miami. A lot of people have connected those dots. I just want to remind people, Miami doesn't have a first-round pick, and they don't have a fourth or a fifth-round pick. You're not getting a second for Dalvin. 
Could you somehow get their third round pick, pick 84? Then you have picks 84 and 87 back to back in the third round. That would be nice because if it's not the third, we're talking about a six round pick, pick 197, which again, doesn't do much for you. But if you're going to get rid of them anyways, I guess you'll take what you can get. Or maybe it's a future pick. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Maybe it's a fourth round pick, but it's next year. So just looking at Miami Dolphins, if that were to unfold the way that we think possibly it could, you know, the options are limited as far as what draft capital Miami has to give up as well. You know, we talk about Vikings that have such low draft capital. They're bottom three in the NFL as far as just draft value, draft ammo that they have. The only two teams worse, Denver from that Russell Wilson trade and the Miami Dolphins. So uh, both teams don't have a lot to work with. That's for sure. And and Luke, I'm just peeking at the 2024 draft picks the Vikings have too. Yeah. Vikings are already a little depleted. It's like, it's brutal. Yeah, they've TJ given Hawkinson, up a third, right? Yeah, it's Hawkinson costs. I mean, people don't you know think about the future picks, but they gave up a third. Yep. Uh, they did add a fourth, but then they gave one up in the Rager deal. So mm-hmm. they're, they're missing a third, they're missing a fifth, and they're missing a seventh. So they've only got four picks Terrible. next year. Terrible. That's crazy. Uh, comment below, uh, what's a trade that you would like yeah, to see the Vikings pull off in the NFL draft? Leave a comment here, Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can subscribe for free on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And also find us on Amazon Fire or Roku, the Locked On Sports Minnesota app. Uh, Just real quick, Sam, to your point, Vikings already depleted, already behind the eight ball next year with draft picks. And guess what? To our point, what we just discussed 10 minutes ago, Green Bay Packers, they're going to have two first round picks next year. Detroit Lions, they have our third round pick that we're missing from the TJ Hawkins. Bears just got a King's ransom from that Panthers trade moving all the way down from number one to number nine. So they continue not just this year, but next year as well to be behind the eight ball. And at the bottom of the division, when it comes to just having the assets to build a team for the future, two, three, four years down the road. Um, I want to put, Reggie Wilson on the spot. Reggie, you're sweating. I can already tell. You're sweating. This is going to be big. Hot seat. Um, We're not going to talk to you again before the draft, so I think now is the time where you stamp your prediction in stone for what the Vikings are going to do on Thursday night. Now, hopefully, Reggie, they're a little kinder to you than they were last year where they (laughs) traded back and then basically got you on the newscast before they made their pick and and ruined all of your plans. Louis Sign? Um, Who is this guy? (laughs) Fullback? Louis Sine. What is that, French? What is that? I would have had no clue either. Um, So, Reg, what do you think they're going to do Thursday night after all the discussion we've had? what, What is the official Reggie Wilson prognostication? I don't know. I just feel it in my bones that they're going to trade back. I just feel it. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel it. Like you guys said, they don't have a whole lot of draft capital. And the only way to build a team is to be able to have some picks so you can do some stuff. So I don't know if they trade all the way back to 32 again. I hope not. Good Lord. 
That was stressful <laughs> last year. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like 30 minutes away from the newscast, and I'm like, what do I even talk about? What, do, what am I talking? Yeah, I'm still sitting out here. We're waiting on them to pick, and uh, yeah, no, no real sign on who the they fans are, who are restless. Go with. Uh, don't the worry, restless, Reggie. Don't drunk. worry. They're gonna go easy on you, Reg. There's only 31 picks in the first round this year. <laughs> well, there Miami you go. Have one. So well, there you go. Means, it won't be 32. Which means no problem. Instead of instead of picking right when I am right on the air, they'll pick maybe five minutes before mm-hmm. I go on the air. Which great. Love it. Fantastic. Great. Um, I, I just I feel like they're gonna trade back. It's so interesting because so many people are just talking about man, this draft, nobody knows what's gonna happen. Like this is this is the most obscure that we've ever had. And it's just I feel like we get those things all the time. We got all these smoke screens. Now all of a sudden, CJ Stroud, I think. I think the agency that that reps Will Levis or whatever have been putting out these rumors or whatever the case may be, how all of a sudden when no passes have been thrown, no workouts have been had, all of a sudden Will Levis is now rising up Vegas as the second best quarterback in this draft. What happened? What happened? Did he post some new like pictures of himself jacked in the mirror? Like I don't, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> wh- what, what's going on? Like, there's trap. Yeah, there's like trap. what got what's him happening? into the top two? I, I just, I just, I don't know. If if I had it my way, um, which is pretty much what you're asking me anyway, Sam. If I had it my way, uh, I think that it would be good for them. Like if if Robinson falls to twenty three, you snatch him up. I mean, okay. he's the best player available at that point. But if not, I have been banging the table. I've been banging the table on Quinn Johnston. That's my guy. Like, if he turns out to be like uh, Kevin White, then I'll, 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 you know, surely eat the crow. You know, because that mm-hmm. that is a, a comparison that I've seen out I there. I was wrong on Kevin White too, but yeah, seven eight years ago too, Reg. And you, yeah. Reg wanted to re- Reg was banging the same table last year at this time for a wide receiver as well in the first round. I was banging for James Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave. That would have been quite a gamble. He was there. That would have been quite the gamble yeah. because apparently yeah. he like you know back at back at home <laughs> in St. Louis where he's from. We have this uh, this place called Casino Queen. I don't know if that's a place that he frequented, you know, before mm-hmm. this. But yeah, it it, it would have been knowing now what we know. But maybe maybe that doesn't even happen. Maybe he gets you know. We talk about the culture of the Vikings and all that. Maybe if he is a Viking, he's just focused on his rehab. He's not worried about you know. He's in Detroit with those bad influences over there. Dan Campbell doesn't know how to run a football team, you know. No, you cross I, that I Michigan border, suddenly all the apps are legal in Michigan. Yeah. They're not in Minnesota. Exactly. Yeah, you would have been. You're getting notifications. You're getting bonus bucks in your exactly. account. It's dangerous. Man. Yeah, exactly. I want to know who he's doing parlays on. But anyway, I'm I'm straying. I'm straying off the beaten path. But no, <laughs> like I I have banged. I'm banging the table. I think I saw someone say also if Jordan Addison is there, you draft him. I'm I'm cool with that. But I think uh, my draft crush, and it has been since I watched the um, the playoff and just watching this dude being able to take a slant at 6'4", 200 and whatever mm-hmm. pounds, take a slant all the way to the crib 
and also beat you on a go route. Like this dude is dynamic. We're talking about somebody that could be like Julio Jones 2.0 or something like that. Or he can be Kevin White. I hope not. I really hope not. But I, no, I, no, really, no, I really think that he could be. Yeah. So if you got Jefferson on one side and Johnston on the other side, watch out. Sidney Rice, even if he's like Sidney mm-hmm. Rice or something like that. 09 healthy. Rice. Yep. Sid the kid. Yeah. Yep. Look at Reggie getting deep into Vikings history and lore. Look at that. Uh, you know, Reg, to your point, Quentin Johnston, I worry about him getting off press and jam coverage in the NFL, but he may be the best big man with the ball in his hands since I've seen since a guy like Larry Fitzgerald. No, he's Ooh. not going to be Larry Fitzgerald, but when he's got the ball in his hands for a big man, six two and a half, almost 220, he is phenomenal. And you heard Kevin O'Connell. He was asked this question a month and a half ago. What do you look for in a wide receiver when you're drafted him? One of the three things he mentioned was what they can do with the ball in their hands. I think that's why it connects some dots, and a lot of people might, with Quentin Johnson to the Minnesota Vikings because it's all about winning one-on-one matchups and being able to exploit when teams want to double and triple coverage Justin Jefferson. That's what it's all about. Who's going to do that? I think Quentin Johnson or Jordan Addison, Bolitnikoff award winner for nation's best receiver in the country. I think either one could be a consistent threat to win one-on-one coverage in the NFL. I really do. So can't go wrong with offense. Sam, you were banging the offense table the day the, uh, uh, you know, season ended. You said, Mm -hmm. you know, when we just fast forward, what's, what's the blueprint? What's the plan? Double down and go all in on offense. So uh, I'm sure you'd be happy with a pick like that as well. And very interesting, too, that FanDuel would agree. Wide receiver, the likeliest Mm -hmm. position to be drafted, apparently, by the Minnesota Vikings. So you heard it here first from Reggie. He's got Quentin Johnston to the Vikes. Luke, we'll lock in your predictions on the football party tomorrow with Arif Fasan and Luke Braun and myself. And then our our plans here at Locked On Sports Minnesota, we're going to have a reaction to every day of the draft. That'll be posted on YouTube. And we will also have instant reaction from Luke Inman on YouTube shorts. So subscribe to Locked on Sports Minnesota for the quick analysis and then the longer analysis and then all the analysis next week and next Wednesday. Reggie will be back here and we'll get his take on what I'm sure was an accurate prediction for the (laughs) Minnesota Vikings, Quentin Johnston. Uh, Reggie, we'll be watching your coverage on CARE 11 as well. He's at Reggie Wilson TV. He's got the hot takes there. Luke Inman at Luke underscore Spinman. You want to be following that account, I promise you. And uh, you can follow at Sam Ekstrom as well for my Twitter account. Until tomorrow, the Locked On uh, or uh, the Minnesota Football Party returns with Arif and Luke Braun. Until then, saying so long here on Locked On Sports Minnesota.